trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
tune that was from Savage Regime, that was Stereo Protect, the YM2612 rearranged version, because I certainly couldn't tell if it wasn't for the title, but that was on the original Mega Drive hardware, a remix that was actually done with the same limitations as the original, but I thought that was CD audio the first time I heard it. I heard it on a uh, on another radio show on another network, but I thought that was awesome, and then I actually looked it up and found out, wow, it's the YM2612 doing that, that's not even... You know, uh, FM's two, uh, FM, FL Studio, or FM, or whatever like that. You know, it's the uh, original Mega Drive sound chip. Incredible stuff there. Go and check that one out on YouTube at. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that usual Rexy thing of YouTube.com forward slash because I, I don't have a clue. Just check out Savage Regime on YouTube because uh, they don't have a SoundCloud anymore. They just have a YouTube. And it's very good. For that from Alien Soldier, that was Runner AD twenty twenty five, and you may notice two things in two things that are a common thread to those two tracks and that is that they were both exclusives to the Sega channel in the US of A nowhere else but in the US of A they were exclusives to the Sega channel and that isn't the common thread tonight because we have got a lot of other music coming up but in the case of the first few tracks I wanted something that really got your sort of blood boiling pumping the adrenaline rushing and um, the BIOS music didn't really do that, so I had to go with some exclusives instead. So I picked uh, Savage Regime, which I didn't even say what that was a remix of. That was a remix of the track known as Stereo Protect from Pulseman, a game which was exclusive in the region, but it was on Cartridge Japan, and I don't think it ever actually came out in Europe. But it did come out on the Virtual Console many years later. But uh, you know what happened to the Virtual Console? Wob wob, it's Abandonware again. Check out the Abandonware episode, because I think we did go into detail on the some of the Sega Channel games and um, just in general the Virtual Console where they were, oh look we're saving these lost games and they're lost again. So thank you digital content, but also thank you piracy I guess, because you help us in this case and it's not on the Mega Drive Classic, so what are you doing here people? And Alien Soldier, a game which will make Eclipse very happy, um, was a game which was released in Europe and Japan physically, but only on the Sega channel in North America because it was a very quick turnaround of a game. It was a bit rushed as well, but it's still a very fun game. And as we mentioned on, I think it was the Abandonware episode actually, either that or, no it must have been the Abandonware episode. Um, we said, that was, the bit of trivia for that episode was, um, how many bosses does Alien Soldier have, or something like that? And I don't remember the number, but it had the record until Cuphead for the most bosses in a run and gun video game, which is sort of the whole point of a run and gun video game is to beat bosses, and it had the most of them until Cuphead specifically tried to beat them and they won, which is very sad. Oh well, welcome to the Topical Resort. As always, I'm Green Vibrator, and for the next two hours, we're going to be playing you some of the best music from the Sega channel. Uh, we're going to explain what it is in just a second, but. We've got many great games for you coming up tonight, including some BIOS music, but also some of the songs you heard. Some music from Sparks, there's some music from Garfield, some more BIOS music, uh, and soundtracks we don't have up but are still available for request. We have all of the Sonic games, we've got some Aladdin, we've got some Alex Kidd, some Decapitac, some Dynamite Heady, some Earthworm Jim, Echo the Dolphin, Eternal Champions, uh, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, various Mega Drive games, you know it, you love it. If you know it and you love it, it was probably on the Sega channel at some point, because got to get the classics all into one place, right? And if you want to come and have a chat in our lovely chat room, there's only one place you need to go for that, radiose.ga forward slash discord. If you have discord, you know what to do. If you don't, uh, go ahead and create a username, 
and you can chat with many other lovely people such as myself, I'm Green Viper 8, we also have JB64326, we have True, BrickGamer98, uh, also hello True, True is, um, I have to explain this, I'm going to explain this really badly now, but uh, True as of today is now a published author, so if you're listening, I, I don't know if you are, but uh, congratulations to True for, oh, it's, it's, I say published, it's digitally published from my understanding. Um, I'm more into that. I'm not, I'm not even much of a book reader, but I'd rather get a physical copy. That's just how much, how much of my gaming blood has sort of seeped into the rest of my body. I need, I need to get a physical copy of a book. Speaking of books, I saw something interesting on Twitter this week, which was, um, so if you have Windows 8 or 10, Microsoft had um, an ebook app. It was called like Microsoft Books or something, and it came bundled with the computer. As of this week, it is closing down. So, a phrase which a lot of people didn't expect to hear is, in their lifetime ever, is you can no longer read your books. But that is exactly what is happening because they protected the books with uh, digital rights management. Because of course they did. I mean, I don't know what digital rights management it was, but he quite finally just slapped the nouveau in a book that isn't about copyright. So, um, yeah, if you're a user of Microsoft eBooks, uh, got some bad news for you, but luckily they are actually having the common decency to refund all of the books. So, I know quite a lot of people who use that, used that as their primary e-reader, so they got quite a hefty payday coming their way. Um, so, look, look, look forward to that one if you ever use the uh, eBooks on Windows 10. I think I might have potentially, actually, thinking about it, I think I used it for a textbook once. If I did, payday because I don't need to rebuy that book because I'm not a student anymore. Yes. <laughs> Jamie said, I didn't even know Windows 8 had an ebook app. I don't think most people did. That's probably why they closed it because they weren't making any money off it. I think most people are into their ebooks by Kindles anyway, so I can't really blame them. But anyway, the point of this tangent was congratulations to True and be sure to go ahead and buy a copy of her book. It's currently 99p I hear on Amazon, so check that one out. But if you're more into physical books, uh, Keep an eye around your local bookshop. Will it be in supermarkets? I don't know. But uh, keep an eye around everywhere anyway. But bookshops are ideal because well, they're more likely to have stuff like that. Keep your eye out. Um, as for this chat room, you're, you're going on about the book. But we also have Alex Copperton. Alex Copperton. Who just joined us in the chat room. Hello, Alex Copperton. So Electric Boogaloo has linked to me a Sega Channel infomercial, which is an art form which we, we don't really have all that much in the UK. We do have infomercials somewhat, but not, not the same at all. I mean, we have the shopping channels, once again, not the same as a dodgy American infomercial at all. And we also have Aya. Hello, Aya. Um, but, so if you don't know anything about the Sega Channel, maybe watch that first, because that's a more comedic intro to the Sega Channel, because knowing 90s commercials, it probably explains absolutely nothing about what it is. So maybe check that one out, and uh, once you're done with that, come back to the show. Right, now that you're back, um, you, would, you won't hear this part anyway, because this is live. If you're on the podcast, um, hi, first of all. Second of all, you can just pause this here. But um, the point I'm trying to get at here is the Sega Channel was a streaming digital service for the Mega Drive. So it's ironic that we just had a discussion about DRM because um, it was a digital streaming service, which means that a lot of it is now lost. But um, it's widely credited as being sort of the, the first digital distribution platform, which is actually wrong. I will get to that later in the show, but it, it is regarded as that. Um... 
So, yeah, I'm completely put off. I'm going to close the chat room for just a second. I'll be back in a sec, guys. I need to explain this properly. So, you could sign up for a service fee, and every month you would receive... I was going to say around 60 games, but it changed depending on your region. So, you'd receive a number of games each month, and they'd switch out, and... Well, you could just stream them. You didn't have to buy rent an individual game. You'd just buy a month of a Sega channel, and get access to all the games at once, just download them over the phone line, job done, really. Uh, it had a lot of great games in the American region, in Japan and the UK, where the other biggest regions, they weren't all that big, but in those regions they didn't have nearly as many games and you couldn't get as many a month. In Japan it was around 30, in the UK it was around 20. I think I wrote down the numbers in the Hasty History, which we'll get onto soon, but it really was. It really wasn't that good value for money in other regions, which is why it tanked so hard. But in the U.S., it did great because it um, provided. Or you needed a TV cable line to access the service, and in the U.S., pretty much, luckily, I think most major cable companies supported the Sega Channel. So if you had a cable subscription, you could just uh, pay extra for the Sega Channel, and you get the cartridge and plug it in. Job done. In the UK, there was only one major cable company, or ca I, I can't actually remember the name for it now, what we call it over here, but there was only one major ma cable company who was offering it, and it wasn't even that major in comparison to, you know, all the ones we have today, but um, the point is, yeah, that was destined for it to flop, and I believe the same was in Japan, but in the US, it had a very rich uh, selection of games and a pretty big establishment, or an established user base, but also just a user base, because by definition, uh, every time a new company picked up the rights to sell the Sega channel to you, uh, as a part of your cable package, the expected sort of fallback user base went up, but the actual people who bought it didn't until they actually bought it. I don't know if it's made a lick of sense, but I really could not care. Just look it up on Google, I'm not going to do a good job of explaining it. My job is to talk complete nonsense about it, and I'm going to have my best of goes at that one. Um, so, what's chat room been saying? Anything about the show? Um, no. Just books. A lot of books. Uh, Alex says Copper Tone, which I thought it was. I just said Copper Tone for some reason, because I, I can't speak tonight. Um, I, I'm going to probably sound like I'm tired and sleep deprived at various points, and surprisingly I'm not. I'm just A, underprepared because I've had a long week, and B, um, wouldn't you know it, it's warm again in the UK. And we have the usual thing every year of, oh, it's not warm for you, it's 40 degrees for us, or whatever, 50 degrees. I really couldn't care, it's still warm. Especially my room as well, because I can't have the windows open, I can't have the fans on um, while I'm doing a show. And my, my PC generates a lot of heat, so as a result, um, it can quite often get to like 35 degrees on an average day in this room. I really need to get a thermometer in here so I can shout at you just how warm it gets. I remember um, one of my best memories was in the sort of winter time when I was doing a 14 hour... It was the 14 hour stream of um, Shadow the Hedgehog we did. And it genuinely got to like, on a winter's day, when it was probably about zero degrees, it was genuinely 40 plus degrees in this room. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I couldn't open the windows. You get you get the point I'm getting to here. What, what, once I'm gone, I'm gone. 
You've heard this quite a lot on other shows, uh, on other episodes as well. People are like, you can't concentrate tonight. Are you, you drunk? Are you this? Are you that? Are you on drugs? Like, no. It's just really <laughs> flipping warm. And the second it gets really warm, I lose all train of thought. I can't stay on any subject. It's just uh, music. Um, welcome back. Uh, right, let's, let's play some more music. Yeah, that, that's sort of what I get onto. At least now I can hold a conversation, but later on in the night I'm a bit scared for what might happen. And I'm very sad because I used to have a small little desk fan which was very quiet, so therefore I could keep it on and it would generate a small breeze. Um, and I knocked it on the floor and in one, <laughs> in one clean knock, um, the actual fan blades completely broke. So I have no fan now that's quiet and won't be detected by the microphone. So. I am stuffed unless I want to open the window, which birds like to sit outside the window, and um, families like to sit outside the window as well, so we'd have to keep it family friendly people, but it is 7 o'clock, so I should be probably doing that anyway. Be on your best behaviour chat room, oh you're on your best behaviour, why don't we head on over to the Trivia Coast. Trivia Coast. Aha, here we are with some lovely tropical music, even though that was also just tropical. Ignore that. Um, so, this is the Trivia Coast, our weekly game show where you can earn points for your Sega knowledge. I'm going to ask you three questions. One hard question, one medium question, and one easy question. The hard question being worth five points, the medium worth three, and the easy worth one. You can only answer the questions on Discord, so that is once again radiose.ga forward slash Discord. And I am Green Viper 8, hashtag 6383, and you can only private message me your answers, because I will not accept them anywhere else, because that is spoiling the game for everyone else. One thing I will say is that you are allowed to use Google, however it should be a tool in your tool belt, rather than the key to your success. So, one thing I should mention as well, since people seem to get confused on that sometimes quite a bit, you can answer all questions at once, meaning, say I've asked you the medium question, you can still answer the hard question, and you can answer as many times as you like until you get it right. But I will say, no spam answers. That doesn't mean, say, I'm thinking of a number between 1 to 100. What is the answer? And you put in all one message. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. No, you can't do that. Individual guesses, one at once, please. But you get the point, you get infinite amount. You get an infinite amount of guesses, just don't guess all at once. Bear in mind, let's get into the hard question, and I don't know if I've got these the right way around this week. I was very pushed for time on the questions. I spent a lot more time on the history than I did on the questions, so... A bit pushed for time. Either way, the hard question. Sega had a pretty big tendency to reuse unused music in commercially released products, with one arcade title being more infamous for the tracks that were stolen from it than the gameplay itself. What is the name of the arcade game that various tracks from the Japanese Sega channel come from? So what is the name of the arcade game that various tracks from the Japanese Sega channel come from? Did I say that right? What is the name of the what is the name of the arcade game that various tracks from the Japanese Sega channel come from? Let me know your answer on Discord, you've got plenty of time, probably like an hour left, so do be getting on with that. And while you do that, we're gonna get into some BIOS music. So we've got probably the more well-known Sega channel soundtrack after this, the uh, the one of the tracks from the US version, but one that we don't have on the playlist, partly because it's short and partly because there's no high-quality versions available. This is high-quality, but it's from YouTube, and I don't really like putting YouTube stuff on the playlist. Either way, from the Japanese version of the Sega channel, one of the, qu one of the songs that could be related to the question, this is a track known as Unknown Song 1, right here on the Topical Resort.
Same show, same host, different topic. This is the Topical Resort. Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. Nothing quite gets me dancing on a Friday night like um, some really slow Sega Channel tunes. That was from the US version of the Sega Channel. That was the main theme uh, slash the test drive theme. Um, there was various different songs that were used throughout the years and um, the months on the Sega Channel because they quite often switched out the themes, as in the visual themes and also the menu themes. But that was the one that was generally considered to be the main theme, as in the one that played the most on the channel. And interestingly, that was composed by the same guy who did the original Toe Jam & soundtrack. So um, I can't actually remember his name off the top of my head now. Electric will probably correct me. For that, from the Japanese version of the Sega Channel, that was an unknown song one, because no one knows where it plays. Because no one knows anything about the Japanese version of the Sega Channel. Literally nothing is documented about it whatsoever. Same about the UK version. Except at least we know what game is played in what month for the UK version, but we don't know anything else about it. Oh well, but we can however reveal some more information in the Hasty History segment. 
because, um, well, it's where we go for the history of something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as possible. And I'm talking very quickly right now because that's how I would be speaking if I was actually doing the hasty history. Electric Boogaloo also says that, interestingly, it was John Baker who composed the original Toe Jam and L. Thank you, Electric, because I know Cody Wright did Back in the Groove, but this is not Back in the Groove. This is the Sega Channel themes. Generally, though, the entire thing took inspiration from Toe Jam and L. All of the menus, all of the characters in the US version, in the Japanese version, it's nothing like that whatsoever. But, um, yeah, very heavily influenced by Toe Jam and L. Which is interesting nowadays, considering that Sega have basically nothing to do with Toe Jam and L. Once again, I feel like some copyright jump mumbo jumbo will be uh, thrown in the chat room. Actually, Sega still have 10% ownership over Toe Jam and L. I'm not pointing out any names because I'm not going to say it's going to be electric this time. Because I'm not going to be that naive. It might be Brit for all we know. It might be our newfound Sega Education Master uh, II1980. Could be. Could not be. I mean, I'm not saying. Um, also, during the break of during the time I wasn't reading the chat, we had True join us on the radio stream. We also had um, Eclipse and Veritex, and there's still probably plenty more to come. Plenty more lurkers as well. Also, before we get into any further into the show, I'd like to give a thank you to Jay Max who did request this topic. I should say that you can request topics to appear on this show over at radiose.ga forward slash topical resort, and I will tell you that again later in the show for any topics you would like to hear. Uh, Electric says that the song that opens the US Sega channel is called Baker's Funk, which I did know but I'd forgotten. That is arguably the most famous track on uh, the US version of the Sega channel, even more so than the main theme. But um, that's just the one that's generally regarded as the main theme. I, d- I don't know what that is. Either way, hasty history. The Sega channel was a cartridge capable of streaming digital games and content over a television cable line. It was first released in 1994 in Japan, 1995 in the US, Canada and Taiwan, and 1996 in the UK and Netherlands. The service is most well remembered, or is it most? Uh, the service is most well remembered by Americans, as it did best in the region. But it was still not a successful venture by any means. Despite what people think, the Sega Channel wasn't the first games on demand service or streaming service in gaming. That honor would go to GameLine by the company now known as AOL. The more you know. The Sega Channel was the first well-known service, though, and it is often credited with popularizing the idea. So the first major company to try again would be Microsoft with Xbox Live Arcade and the original Xbox. Although the Morpodandic would count services such as the Japanese or Chinese-only Nintendo download kiosks. The service worked in two ways, depending on if you lived in Freedom Land or not. In America, content was broadcast from a server transmitting via a satellite. In other countries, a series of computers networked together were used and the contents of the service would be stored on a CD, with new updates burnt to a new CD and sent by the post. <laughs> Lucky they didn't get lost. The service was announced in 1993, with an estimated US release date of late 1993, however this was subject to many pushbacks. In the end, the service was trailed on 500 Japanese homes in 1994 before the final decision was called to release the service. Despite my earlier dates, the service made it out in 1994 in America, but only in Pittsburgh. The mascot in the West was a character known as Sega Pat, whereas Japan had a bird character and other parts of the world are presumed to have defaulted back to Sega Pat. Interestingly, a character that has never appeared again. Actually, the same goes for the bird, as far as I know, because it isn't a flicky. The United Kingdom was the only other region which saw an inch of success, with that being only an inch, of course. It launched slowly across 1990... Have I written that right? Yeah, that sounds about right, actually. It launched slowly across 1996, a time where the support for the Mega Drive was being fizzled out just as this released, mind you. 
It was launched in 1996 to the southeast re- test region, which featured the locations of Maidstone, Gravesend, Basildon, and Chelmsford. Woo! Um, to all of them, actually. <laughs> it's about the only bit of Sega Sega trivia that any any of Essex has, so um, I'll, I will gladly take that one. The channel then launched in various parts of the North in October, and that, that was about it. It cost ten pound a month, but half. It cost ten pound a month, but had half the games the US service, which cost twelve pound a month. The service ran into issues in late 1997 and was taken offline to little fanfare, as it never released outside the UK test market. The Sega channel lasted four years in North America, whereas in some other regions it lasted a matter of months. Interestingly, all of the major cable companies who were providing the channel were actually looking into v- developing a Sega channel for the Sega Saturn in around 1998. You can see what happened to that one. There we go, that was the hasty history for the Sega channel. Did you learn anything new? Do you want to pest me that I forgot a specific bit of your favourite trivia? In fact, if you have any trivia in general, let me know in the chat room, because I always like to hear what you guys have to mention. Oh, you didn't mention this specific thing. That's really cool, I would have never found that. Thank you for pointing that one out to me. Um, yeah, let's have a discussion in the chat room in relation to uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, stuff. Thank you, thank you, Brain. Uh, in relation to the Sega channel, let's see what's going on. Eclipse says, Wow, while it was certainly ahead of its time, considering how far digital services have come now, I think the Sega channel should not have had exclusive games. I thoroughly agree with you. Um, I don't remember how thoroughly I went into this just now, but I think the main reason for it having exclusive games was they had no faith in the games that were exclusives. That's why they were exclusive in the first place. But also... The one game I think they did have faith in, they used as a lure to make you buy the Sega channel. Um, so, that one game, in my opinion, I don't think it's a very good game, And uh, but this is also just my opinion because I don't know what they were thinking. But I'd probably say that the game that would have done well commercially, that they used as a lure to get people to subscribe in America, was Golden Axe 3. And I don't think it's an especially great game, as I just mentioned, but... It's a Golden Axe game, and Golden Axe had pretty good back. It still had pretty good back brand recognition around um, the late 90s. So I reckon that was the one that they went. Look, we have Golden Axe 3. If you already have all the games that are on the service, you can come and pay for it and buy Golden Axe, can't ya? Go on. You, you know you want to. Uh, that that was sort of what I thought. The rest of them, like Pulse Man, Mega Man, The Wily Wars, um, Garfield, The Lost Levels. I think they were all just, eh, I don't think they're going to sell well, so let's just stick them on Sega Channel. People who want to play them will play them, people who don't want to play them, they won't play them. And we won't have to pay for cartridges, so, um, I think that's how that one went, because you've got to bear in mind, everyone's like, oh, well, Postman would have done well, because it's made by Game Freak. Game Freak really weren't a household name back when this came out, um... I might get the, I might get the time frame wrong on this one, but I think I'm fairly certain Pulseman was pre Pokemon by quite a few years. I think Pokemon was ninety eight, wasn't it? Whereas Pulseman was like ninety five or six, if not at the very latest ninety seven. So Game Freak really weren't all that well known outside of Japan, which once again it got a physical release in Japan. That was the one region where they expected it to do well because of brand recognition. Everywhere else they were just like, eh, I don't know who these guys are yet, so. And plus, by the time by the time Game Freak were very well known, and people go, "Oh, I want to play all the earlier games," the Sega Channel was offline in the US anyway, so um, it's not like that was really an option. 
bad timing on their part, I guess, but um, I think we'll get into that a bit later on. <laughs> uh, that, oh boy. Um, so yeah, what else? Uh, in relation to my theory, Eclipses, that makes sense. I got the time frame on that one completely wrong. Apparently Pokemon was 1995. Um, I always thought it was 98. But I guess that makes sense, yeah, because it was around um, at the very start of the N64. That, that does make sense. It proves how much of a Nintendo fan I am. Um, played one Pokemon game and it's the one that everyone doesn't like, so... I've, you know... Oh, 1996 in the West. Yeah, okay, that's probably where my misconceptions are coming from then, maybe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pin it on that one. Uh, in the meantime... Ooh, I can tell you that someone has got the answer to the question of the week... No, question of the week? No, um, the hard question. So, congratulations to that person. That person who shall not be named. Congratulations to you. Uh, we've also got a request. Yeah, I can slot that one in, and I can slot in the other request, which I think I already did. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to check Twitter, see if you guys have been up to anything on the old uh, hashtag top resort. Nope. Okay, good. Because I always miss stuff when you uh, don't ever tag us. Tag us if you want to mention us on Twitter at ReadySega, at Top Resort, or at the Green Vibe. Right. Because whenever you put it under hashtag Top Resort, I always miss it because it's never in my. Um, my notifications, or really anywhere on my tweet deck, it's over to the very far right of my screen on tweet deck, so I never really catch them. Always tag us if you want to mention us on Twitter. Uh, I've actually never played Pokemon before, says Eclipse. Good, I have a scapegoat because someone knows less about me. No, someone knows less than me about Pokemon. There, got it in the right order that time. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, you missed it out. I'll leave the chat room to get angry over that question. I, uh, I don't think Eclipse is really missing out. There we go, that's, that's your bait for the day. Let, let's get on back on over into the trivia coast, because I think we've got a long old request resort coming up. So, I need to buy back all the time I can get by getting into the music as quickly as possible. Trivia time! Trivia Coast Ooh, another person has got it right. Ooh. Congratulations to them. I will be giving them their points in just a second. So, in the meantime, I will be re-asking you the hard question, just in case you missed it. I also posted it on Twitter, but I posted that in the Discord as well. You haven't really had an excuse to miss it, but if you did, what is the name of the arcade game that features various tracks from the Japanese Sega channel, or that were later reused in the Japanese Sega channel? And now, the medium question. Japan had a unique bird character as their Sega Channel mascot, likely due to differences in regional taste. Despite this new bird character being produced, the BIOS for the Japanese version of the Sega Channel uses a different character. So who is the character that appears in the Japanese BIOS of the Sega Channel? Who is the character that appears in the Japanese BIOS of the Sega Channel? I might have made a mistake putting this as the medium question instead of the actual medium question. I don't know. Either way. Let me know your answers on Discord for three points. Let me repeat, only private message me. And you got plenty of time to do that during the music break. Speaking of music, we got a request here from Electric Boogaloo. It, it, I normally do these in the order that they came in, but this one just worked well as the first request of the block. From Sparkstar, Rocket Knight Adventures 2. This is Stage 2, and this is Radio Sega. Request Resorts.
I just sort of want to point out that despite the fact that Clips has never played Pokemon, uh, she requested a Pokemon remix of Alien Soldier. Um, just thought that was worth pointing out.
that was a very normal, very average request block. Right. That was from Virtua Fighter 2, the Mega Drive version. Black Cat Moon, the theme of Sarah. And um, that was surprisingly not requested by Rousey. It was requested by Jamie64326. And that's from the Blasphemous Mega Drive version, the one that we all hate. With a passion, with a vengeance, with a virtue. No, no. Let's get, let's get beyond that. But the point is, it's not a very good version of the game, and yet it crops up on every single collection, even more so than the Saturn version. It, it's on more co the Mega Drive version is on more consoles than the Saturn and the modern two. Uh, but, I don't know. But it's got a nice soundtrack. Nice. It's not as good as the other versions, but hey, it's there, and that is by far the most requested <laughs> song from that game on our playlist because of Ravsy. As I said earlier, if you like Rav Sieg's um, tasted music, you'll probably appreciate one of the songs coming up later on in the show. But keep keep your seat, keep your butts in your seats for now. Before that, from Virtual Sonic, that was Boss Opera, a track which was correctly identified in the chat room as originally being from a Comic Zone beta and later reused uh, as one of the many themes on the Sega Channel. They really reused it as one of the themes on the Sega Channel. That was bar none. Aside from the main theme, the most used track on, on the channel. A lot of people closely associate it with the 4th of July, because um, it was quite often used in the 4th of July theme, but it was used all year round pretty much. They loved using Boss Opera, even though... Yeah, I, I guess that um, unused Comic Zone's tracks are also the king of... Um, Comic Zone betas are the kings of reusing tracks, I guess, because that, that is also one of them. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Boss Opera from Virtual Sonic, a remix album by the original composer Howard Drossen. Um, before that, from Sparkstar Rocket Knight Adventures 2, that was one of the two tracks from that game we had. That was the credits theme! Oh, sorry, um, Boss Opera was requested by BrickGamer98. Before that, uh, the credits theme from Sparkstar, requested by. That was J Star Max. I gotta get them the right way around. J Star Max, uh, request that one. We got another one from J Star coming up later in the show, because I actually wanted to play it anyway because it's pretty iconic for the service and it's pretty iconic for our requesting pools as well. Pull that from Gali or Gally. That is Soul, a, a remix of Soul Type from Alien Soldier, specifically the Pokemon Black and White remix, which, yeah, I already said what I needed to say about that one earlier. For that from Garfield Caught in the Act, that was my own request. That was Catsablanca. I think Garfield Caught, in, Garfield Caught in the Act is one of the games I closely associate with um, the... I've forgotten the name of it now. Of the, with the Sega Channel, because um, partly, I, I don't know. Caught in the Act is one of those games that everyone always seems to bring up in relation to the Sega Channel. But also, I think the main reason, more so, is because it had an exclusive sequel on the Sega Channel, known as Garfield the Lost Levels. And in true fashion, Garfield the Lost Levels is completely lost. Unless there's been an update on it recently, but it's not even like, oh, I have to pirate it. You can't pirate it, it doesn't exist. It's nowhere to be seen. But it, it did at one point exist. You just can't get it anymore. This is why Abandoned Wear sucks, people. It's not like you really want to play a sequel to Garfield Caught in the Act. It's not a very good game, but it has decent music either way. And uh, that pun was also very horrible. Uh, before that kicking off the block was also from Sparks, The Rocket Knight Adventures 2. That was Stage 2, requested by Electric Boogaloo. And uh, not without groans, because Jamie keeps saying how he doesn't think that... Rocket Knight Adventure 2 is the best game in the series, which, uh... 
I really need to play those games more because I do enjoy them. I played the 360 one first and then I played some on a flashcard on a Mega Drive, but really need to properly play them. They look brilliant fun, but from what I played, I really enjoyed them as well. But I just think I'd enjoy them more if I actually beat them. I'll put significant time into them. I'd enjoy it. Anyway, we are back and it's time for the part of the show where we ramble same as always. Except in this case, we actually have something to ramble about because we actually have a games list. Because normally that's what we do. We read off the games list. So anything that relates to the topic of the episode, the games, uh, we talk about. Where I'd recommend them, where I'd recommend you avoid them. Is the music good? Is the music bad overall? Is it a good package? Can you still play them legally? Can you still get them on the internet? All that sort of stuff is what I go through in this block. And this time I actually have... I'm not just plucking them out of thin air because I actually have a list of stuff that appeared on the Sega channel that I have music from or I have some sort of memory of. So, getting that off of Afterburner 2. What more can I say about Afterburner 2? It's a classic. Um... Surprisingly, not a lot of people know that Afterburner 2 is just an enhanced version of Afterburner 1. But that, that's what it is. Afterburner, Afterburner 1, just with a new coat of paint. That is for that reason that it's a really good game. Arcade version first, arcade purist for this one. Uh, get it on the Sega 3D Classics Collection, because that is where it's best. But otherwise, you can play it on the Mega Drive, and you can have a pretty good experience with it. The Mega Drive version of Aladdin, a game that never really appeared on the show before, and it's appeared countless times in the past few weeks. Months, even, I, I guess, in a sense, but... Aladdin for the Mega Drive is really good. Better than the SNES version. You heard me, Nintendo fanboys, it's better. Play it. It is genuinely probably the best licensed game ever made in terms of actual uh, mechanics, I guess. it. Outside of just opinion on whether I like the license or not, Aladdin is just a really solid game. I'd recommend everyone play. Unlike Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. Boring. I, I like Miracle World. I just don't like Enchanted Castle. I really can't figure out why. Because Enchanted Castle is in a sense more of the same as Miracle World. But it just doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. It, it's really dull. And the graphics are pretty drab as well for a Mega Drive game. Um, avoid Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. It's just the worst version of Miracle World basically. Alien Soldier, a game which I'd probably be, um, I don't know, shot in the face for not mentioning, thanks to Eclipse. It's pretty good. It's hard as balls, it's pretty good though. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I haven't played all that far into it because it's so hard. Um, if you want to see pro-level gameplay, however, um, I'm sure they will link it down in the chat room, but check out Eclipse's video where she does a, like, hard mode no damage or something ridiculous like that. If it's not no damage, it's no deaths. But even way, it's nuts. Check it out on her, on her YouTube channel. Uh, she'll probably link it now that I've said it. If not, um, just, I think it's l l Lunar Eclipse, maybe? I don't know, I, w I watched it the other day because I was sort of curious, like, how good can you get Alien Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's how good you can get. Uh, Alien Storm, I actually don't know anything about Alien Storm, let's look this up. Because I always thought it was in relation to Alien Soldier a long time ago, but I now realise it isn't. Eh, it looks okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe play it on one of the collections. Altered Beast, Altered Beast Pants, it's complete pants, but people love this game for some reason, I can't stand Altered Beast. It's my opinion. Arrow Flash. Um, I, I, I can picture Arrow Flash, but I'm not quite sure. And now that I've Googled it, all I'm getting is Flash versus Arrow. Woo! I, I couldn't care. I searched Arrow Flash. So please give me Arrow Flash. 
Um, yeah, it's the shmup, and it is exactly the shmup I had pictured, the one with the weird red robot. I, I quite enjoyed this, actually. Uh, also, apparently it's a female pilot, which I did not know, I just thought it was a red robot. Um, either way, yeah, as Arrow Flash is one of the ones that always appears for some reason. It never appears on any collections, on any digital downloads, but it always appears on on um, the At Games portables, which is how I've played it. And I'm not very good at shmups, but I did enjoy how far I got into it. Which wasn't very far, but I did enjoy it. Check out Arrow Flash. Maybe very texty shmup man will tell me that it's one of the worst games ever made. Um, yeah, surprisingly, someone with the name Veritex is a fan of shmups, who would have guessed. Batman Returns. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I have more memories of the Master System version, actually, than I do with the Mega Drive version. So, I don't want the movie as well. I want the Mega Drive game. Batman Returns to the Mega Drive. It's got an 11.8 out of 20. What a stupid rating system. 11.8 out of 20. <laughs> sure. Well, there we go. That's almost as good as a 7.8. 7.8 out of 10. Too much water. 11.8 out of 20. Too much Catwoman. Uh, I don't know. Beyond Oasis. Brilliant game. Check it out. Bonanza Bros, eh, not that good on the Mega Drive, but I love Bonanza Bros anyway, it's one of my favourites on the system. Uh, no, it isn't, it's it's just a good game, and I like the characters more than the game, I think, but I still think the game's quite fun. Cars of Illusion, how, what more can I say about it at this point? Probably the best Mega Drive game. You heard me say it, the best Mega Drive game. Yeah, I went there. I love this game. I'm so happy that it's going to be on the Mega Drive Mini. Please play it when it comes onto there. The remake's not as good, but I'm still happy that a remake happened. But the Mega Drive original, brilliant. Please check it out. Underrated as hell. Cheeky Cheeky Boys. I don't know anything about Cheeky Cheeky Boys, so I cannot help you there. Sorry. Columns. Um, I'm not the Columns aficionado in my, uh, aficionado in my family, so I'm not, I'm not correct to uh, tell you this one. Um, then again, I'm not the one in the chat room either, so probably not correct to tell you in the chat. But, yeah, it's okay. I, Columns is far from my favourite puzzle game, but I'll play it. I'll play it. I, I, won't, I won't do well at it. I won't get very far into it, but I'll play it. Comic Zone. Brilliant beat-em-up. You've probably played it on something or other at some point. If not, you've heard the soundtrack, or if not, you've heard... Um, you've just seen the general awesomeness because it has a brilliant art style and brilliant gameplay, so you, I've, you've likely seen it referenced somewhere. It was a pretty big pop culture thing at one point in the 90s, it's not really anymore. Um, Comic Zone Page 2, I don't know anything about Comic Zone Page 2. As far as I know, it was an exclusive to the Sega channel, but even that I'm not sure about. Yes! Sega Channel, uh, Comic Zone Test Drive, Page 2, it's a pro- Oh, it's a prototype? Interesting. Um, I'm going to go onto the Sega Retro page and see if it mentions page two anywhere. Either way, I think it might just be a prototype of a thing that existed. Um, yeah, because the only stuff I'm seeing is from the June 12th, 1995 prototype. Oh yeah, right, Sega Retro's down. I forgot about that. Brit no, it's not. Uh, Brit posted me earlier on that Sega Retro was down, probably about five minutes after I finished writing the show. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, 
So, uh, uh, this is not related to Comic Zone page 2, this is just related to Comic Zone, but I did not know this. The Mega Drive and the PC releases came with a bonus CD known as Roadkill, which contained the vocal tracks of the six main themes in the game. The music was performed by the band Roadkill, which was led by Howard Drossin. I knew there were vocal themes, I did not know where they came from. Um, there we go. Uh, so, the game is also hidden in the Japanese version of Sonic Mega Collection and is locked. It is a locked part of all regions in Sonic Mega Collection Plus, which is unlockable by having a Sonic Hero save game, or you can unlock over time. Well, now I know that. I don't actually know what page two is. Um, oh well, it's a beta of a thing that at one point existed. I like betas of things that existed. Uh, I'm gonna have to get, get a bit of a move on here. Um, Dynamite Heady. I love Dynamite Heady. I've Neither, neither. I've never beaten it because it's hard, because it's treasure. Um, a lot of other people have, and they say it's pretty good. I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed it a lot. Earthworm Jim. By far the best way to play it is on the original Mega Drive version. Better than the SNES version. The HD remake was good, but it doesn't exist anymore from what I recall. And even if it did, uh, the Mega Drive version is still better. Play it there! That's not even Sega fanboyism, it is by far the best version and it has bonus levels to boot, so it's highly worthy of your time. Unlike Earthworm Jim 2, and I, I don't say that because it's bad, I just simply don't know anything about it, so I can't recommend whether it is worth your time. I remember they had a Saturn version, which a lot of people say is the best version, I think? I'm going to Google it now. I know it has a Saturn version, but I don't know what the reviews are like. Um... Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, so it was on the Genesis, the SNES, MS-DOS, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, Game Boy Advance, Microsoft Windows, Mac OS X, Linux, Wii. Um, brilliant. Uh, I don't really know, yeah. The game was generally received as very positive and is declared better than the original. I've never heard anyone say that it was better than the original. Um... And yeah, a lot of people are saying that the Saturn version is pretty good, but um, it doesn't advance anything. So I guess the Mega Drive version is the best way to play the game, which got very good reviews. Play the Mega Drive version, people. Uh, outside of that, we have other games such as... Uh, what ones can I actually talk about? Gunstar Heroes. Another treasure game. I know, I keep focusing on treasure games. It's just because they're the ones that keep catching my eye. Gunstar Heroes is really cool. Play it. Um, Mega Bomberman, one of the games I'd also associate with the Sega channel, but not because of its tone, which I would for a lot of others on how 90s it is, but just, it was one of the best multiplayer games on the service, and we'll be getting into probably why later on, but uh, maybe, I don't even know if we will be, but either way, um, Bomberman has stood the test of time as a brilliant multiplayer game. And Mega Bomb Man was probably the best of that. There was a version of Mega Bomb Man on the Saturn as well. Uh, I know I keep bringing up Saturn, but fun little bit of trivia because not a lot of people know that. Mega Man: The Wily Wars, another one of the exclusives and one of the more remembered exclusives. Uh, this is a bit baffling as to why this one didn't come out on cartridge, but I can see why. It wasn't a very good game, despite this is still on the Mega Drive Mini. Because why not? Um, suffers from bad slowdown the music was done in gems which is 
Actually, was it done in Gems? I think it was. Gems is a program for MS-DOS which you could use to program Mega Drive music and it was notable for not really ever having any good music to come out of it, except music that was composed by Tommy Tallarico, such as uh, FM Gym, Cool Spot, etc. They were the, the only games composed with Gems that people generally agreed were very good soundtracks. The rest of them were like, eh, it sounds too wow, 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 wow. Which, uh, yeah, Mega Man the Wily Wars does. So, yeah. Mega Turrican. I don't need to say anything about Turrican, because it's Turrican, and Turrican is brilliant. Play some Turrican now. Outrun. Not the best version of Outrun, but it has an original song in it. That's really the only reason you should play the Mega Drive version of Outrun. Otherwise, get it on Switch. That's the best home version which you can legally buy. Uh, Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, great RPGs. I can't say too much more about them other than that, because they are just fantastic RPGs that you should play and listen to, but more importantly play, play them. And apparently Wally Wars didn't use gems, which I thought it did because I remember reading it so maybe the person got it wrong. Either way, it sounds like it could be gems because flipping heck, the twang on that the twang is bad. Pulseman, another uh, notable exclusive. It's a good game just they had no faith that it would sell I imagine. Can't really blame them. Quackshot, Quackshot's brilliant. Play it. Revenge of Shinobi, amazing. Play that one as well. Ristar, you know how it goes. Phenomenal game. Play it now. Shining Force 2, that's the only Shining game I'm going to make note of because Shining Force 2 is the, probably the best Shining game in everyone's opinion. Yeah, get all of that new anime crap out of here. Give us the original Shining Force comfy game, not my genre, but everyone loves Shining Force. I generally hear that it's nowadays considered the best JRPG ever, which is a big, 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 big honour. So you should probably play it if you enjoy RPGs. Shinobi 3, it's cool. The Sonic games, they're cool. Space Harrier, it's cool. Sparkstar, amazing. Streets of Rage, amazing. Tojabadol, pretty good. Vector Man, amazing. World of Illusion, good. And that there, ladies and gentlemen, is how you speed yourself along. Because it's time for some more trivia. So far, you have conquered the hard question. You've not really put a dent in the medium question. <laughs> but can you conquer the easy question? I'm nervously laughing because I already know what it is. Because, uh, funnily enough, I write these ahead of time. It's a real doozy. Anyway, trivia time here on the Topical Resort. Trivia Coast. So, the questions that I asked you before, the hard question. What is the name of the arcade game that various tracks from the Japanese Sega channel come from? You can still answer that one. Still got a bit of time to do so. Uh, and the medium question was, what character is used in the Japanese bios for the Sega channel? Not many of you have actually got that one, surprisingly, so get ahead and get on that one. And now for the easy question. <laughs> I think you'll laugh once you find out the answer. Um, just generally hearing the question is quite funny. The US Sega channel was seemingly shut down after a series of failures from the satellite transmitting the data. As of this current time, what is the status of the satellite? So as of the current as of this current time, right now, what is the status of the satellite which was transmitting the US Sega channel? Let me know your answers on Discord. You've got probably about six minutes or so to get in your answer for this one. It's an easy one if you know where to look. And in the meantime, while you look, 
we got a track from Toe Jam and Earl, and I, I was saying to myself earlier on, oh, I really associate Toe Jam and Earl with the Sega Channel, and I can't figure out why, and then I remembered, oh right, the menus are themed after it, the music was composed by the same guy, it's generally all very 90s, which is probably why I associate it with it. Either way, it's Toe Jam Jammin' from Toe Jam and Earl, and this, right here, is a tune, but more importantly, this is the Double Resort on Radio Sega. Enjoy the music! Thank you. 
The Trivia Coast are now closed. Trivia Coast. According to Brit, you can't beat good old Wiley Castle 1, and uh, you, you sort of can. You, you can beat it with, with the NES version, which is quite frankly much better. You can also beat it with Mega Man 1's Wily Castle Stage 1, which is much better. Uh, <coughs> uh, moving on. For that, from Toe Jam and Earl, that was Toe Jam Jamming, uh, which everyone in the chat room was actually properly jamming out to, and mentioning how much they love it, which is a nice surprise, considering how much I played it on the Toe Jam and Earl episode, because every single remix is a remix of that song. 
Anyway, it, the trivia coaster is now closed. Congratulations to everyone who won some points. Thank you to everyone who entered, and it's now time to reveal who won what points, what were the answers, did you look stupid in the process? Who knows? Let's kick things off with the easy question, and <laughs> probably my favourite question of them all. The US Sega channel was seemingly shut down after a series of failures from the satellite transmitting the data in nine, or June 1998. As of this current time, what is the status of this satellite? Um, since I only gave you like six minutes to answer that one, I was very generous on who I gave the points to, so everyone who answered pretty much got the point. Um, the closest answer... Or the answer which was technically more accurate than the one I had written down, I'm now going to read out, was from Electric Boogaloo, which was... The satellite was known as Galaxy 7, and it spun out of orbit, and as of November 2000, it's currently lost. <laughs> no one knows where it is. <laughs> it's, it's lost in space. Good job. Um, this started happening around 1998, where they were like, why is it not broadcasting properly? And then it kept happening, oh it keeps flipping, why is it not broadcasting? Okay, we're going to shut down the Sega channel because this is clearly not something we can fix because it's not like you just tug a lasso around, <laughs> around a satellite, pull it back down. Uh, no, so we're like, oh, bummer, that's, um, that's going to eat into our budget, so we may as well just close this thing down. And um, yeah, as of November 2000, it, it's completely lost. They don't know where it is, and it's in the middle of space somewhere, <laughs> which I think is brilliant. <laughs> It's an easy question because you you didn't have to look very far to find it. It was right on the front of the Sega Retro article. But yeah, the satellite that broadcasted the Sega channel for the US region, it's lost in the middle of space. There's a tr Interestingly, there's a tracker online that tracks where the satellite is. And that lost where it was many years ago. It thinks it's around South America, but it doesn't really know. It's, it's very confused. <laughs> Well done, um, Gravity, for killing the Sega channel. I appreciate that one. So the medium question. Japan? Japan had a unique bird character as their Sega mascot, likely due to differences in regional taste. Despite this, bo despite this new bird character being produced, the BIOS of the Japanese version of the Sega channel uses a different character. Who is this character? Yeah, the answer was Sonic. The answer was Sonic. Also, oh, I forgot to actually say we've got the points for the easy question. Uh, that would happen to be... Electric Boogaloo, Veritex, James64326, and BridGamer98. Congratulations to you. Uh, as for the medium question, who got the medium question right? I think it was the same people. That was Electric Boogaloo, Veritex, James64326, and yep, BritGamer98. Congratulations to all of you guys. So far, you have four points each. But that, let's get into that hard question, which, surprisingly, in the end, actually less of you got than the medium question. It wasn't looking that way for a while. Sega have a pretty big tendency to reuse unused music in commercially released products, with one arcade title being, imp or being more infamous for the tracks that were stolen from it more than the gameplay itself. What is the name of the arcade game that various tracks from the Japanese Sega channel come from? This is one that I thought more people would get, because it is a very recent memory thing. This was only a recent discovery. As in, within six months. The answer is Sega Sonic Bros. Sega Sonic Bros is in that weird uh, arcade game that was made by the same guy as Puzzle Bobble. And it didn't release because no one really liked it in focus tests. But in a t all in all, they reused six 
tracks from from uh, Sega Sonic Bros. There was the track that was on uh, the BB Queen Sing album, which they said was from Teddy Boy Blues. It was not. There was the one from Chokai Miracle 9. And uh, that wasn't me saying it long. I'm actually just trying to pronounce it. From Chokai Miracle 9. Yeah, I said it really. I said it really like overpronounced for some reason. I don't really know why. I was trying to stall myself, and I'm like, wait, wait. I probably shouldn't do that. Uh, and specifically, it was the final results music. Um, used there. Um, I, I've never heard that song before. Actually, I have probably heard that song before, but I have not heard of that game ever before. Two songs we reused on the Japanese Sega Channel: uh, Unknown Song Two and Three. No, One and Three. And interestingly, um, one of them, hang on, did I, did I miscount? I think I might have miscounted. Um, yeah, no, I did miscount, sorry. Um, there's only five. And the final one, which is the most scandalous of all, was from Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And it's it's the Blue Spheres theme, which we've discussed on the show before. The iconic Blue Spheres theme from Sonic 3 was stolen from Sega Sonic Bros. A song that was made, or a game that was in production three years earlier. And despite that, the music still sounds really good for 1994 standards, but it was made back in 1991, if not earlier. And yet they were like, yeah, it's a good song, we'll, we'll nick it. And that wasn't known until December of this year. And that's a pretty big discovery. So, five reused tracks from uh, Sega Sonic Bros. Congratulations to BrickGamer98, JB64386, and Electric Boogaloo, who all got five points. That means three people got nine points, one person got uh, four points. Yep, that's how it goes. Congratulations to everyone who played in this week's Trivia Coast, and if you didn't play, well, there's always next week. And uh, we're going to be talking about what's going to be happening on next week's Trivia Coast at the end of the episode. But um, let's see what you guys have been saying in the chat before we head off into some more music um electric says it was actually bubble bubble right i knew that i i assumed it'd be puzzle bubble because of um you know the whole multicolored orbs thing but um i guess not jamie says maybe aliens can soon access the sega channel yeah i mean um they'll need cable providers do they have uh you know they have comcast out there i'm not exactly holding my breath on that one and honestly, I don't want to know what they do to connect it to the internet, like what they do with the port on the back of the Sega channel, knowing what aliens are like. I, I, I don't want to know. Hey, we're precisely 20 minutes too early because it's 9 o'clock in 20 minutes, and that's when the watershed is, but we can't say those sort of things for now. So, in the meantime, music. And specifically, we said earlier on we're going to be playing some tracks in relation to Rav Segan. This one definitely reminds me of him from Mega Bomb Man. This is the battle theme, and this is a tune. It's on the top of the resort, and it's on Radio Sega. Enjoy the music. Um, I, I'm making this really long for some reason. It's Mega Bomb Man, right here on Radio Sega.
an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. You're a Zayoi? No, I'm not. I'm Green Viper 8. This is the Topical Resort and that, that was your Zayoi from the uh, Mega Drive version of Dynamite Heady. Yes, I have finally renamed the track on, on my own computer, uh, specifically for the show. Actually, for that, from the Mega Bomb, uh, from the Mega Drive version of Mega Bomb Man. Funnily enough, that was the battle theme. Thank goodness they came to their senses and didn't call it Mega Johnny and the Floaters. Otherwise, uh, we would have been having a field day with that one, wouldn't we? 
Anyway, it's the Toppy Mix coming up now, and we've got three tracks. We originally had two, but then um, True wanted something from Skies of Arcadia, and because this is a Sega Channel show, um, yeah, that couldn't fit anywhere else in the show, so it's coming up now. So we've got a request going into a game which came out in the Sega-verse this week, and then an album which came out last week. And mostly it has a lot of songs we've already heard, so to spare your ears, I tried to pick out one that's new, and I have absolutely no clue where it's from, except from that album. Anyway, kicking things off with a track from Skies Arcadia. It's the song, it's the song of a generation, quite frankly, and it is the theme of loneliness. Get scratching. The Toppy Mix. Coming to you direct from the Yagami Detective Agency, this is Greg Chun, and you're listening to Radio Sega. I'm sorry, 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 I'
idea for a future episode, head on over to radiose.ga forward slash topical resort and suggest which topic you'd like to hear for a chance for it to be featured. That snazzy music can only mean one thing. It's time for the end of the Topic Resort, right here on Radio Sega. That was a track from Jun Sonoy The Work 3, an album which came out last week, and it's a very good album that happened to come out last week, mostly featuring Sonic music, which doesn't surprise me because it's Jun Sonoy. But it does have a few other goodies, such as one which I think is from a baseball game. I don't know what baseball game. That one there, known as Grand Slam, I don't know what that's from. And um, a medley of all the songs from Puyo Puyo Champions, aka Puyo Puyo Esports. I say all of them, the ones that Junsenoi did, which was um, a remix of Last from Puyo Puyo 2, and two different remixes of um, uh, what is it? The, Dra- the Dragon King's Crown. What is it? Let me look this up now. Puyo Puyo Esports. Uh, the Untrained Demon King Ultimate Legend. That's the name of the track. That's probably why I couldn't remember it. Um, he did two different remixes of that, and it's a medley of those with a um, somewhat original track in it, I think. And it's a very good track. It's about seven minutes long. I enjoy that one, but I wasn't going to play that because we've heard all three of Chun Sonoi's songs that he did on PP Esports enough on this show. Um, but it's a very good album, and it's now available for request. I think I say now. I'm fairly certain I put it up. It was even... I put that up and I put Garfield up, uh, so Garfield caught in, caught in the act is now available on our playlist as well. Uh, speaking of stuff that will soon be available on our playlist, Judgment, known as Judge Eyes in Japan, that was Arpeggio or Arpeggio, uh, the main theme of the game. I haven't actually checked as to whether that's the main theme or the English version, I presume it is, because I haven't heard anyone say otherwise. That's not good logic, but I would have heard, I thought I would have heard screaming about, oh they've changed the song, it was a really good song. Um, but I assume it hasn't been changed, judging by the fact that I haven't heard that. But uh, Judge Eyes is currently not on our playlist, and I've had the soundtrack for months, and people are like, well, have you not put it up then? Um, because quite a lot of the track names are in Japanese. And um, I, haven't, I, I, I saw a translation for the Japanese names about a week ago, and yeah, they're good, but I don't think they're quite up to scratch, so I am going to ask someone who happens to know Japanese who happens to be on the staff, mind you. I'm going to ask them to translate it over, because I was sort of waiting for someone else to do it, and now I'm like, okay, they're actually active again, because this might be a giveaway to their identity. They're someone who hasn't been active for a very long time, and now they're active again. Uh, yeah, eh, they've, they've translated stuff for us before, so I guess uh, they, they could try and do it for us again, if they have time to, because I don't like to waste people's time, especially if they don't have it. Um, but either way, there was talk about judgment in the chat room, and also talk about Mario Maker, because both of those games came out this week. Um, I sided with Mario Maker. Sorry, Judgment. I really want to play it. I've heard the best things about it, and I'm super excited. Once Payday comes. Um, the logic was that Mario Maker is going to have much more replay value. I can see myself playing that for like a solid 50 hours this month, or you know, in the next 30 days. Whereas Judgment, I can see, yeah, it's going to be amazing one of the best story games I've ever played, but I'm only going to play it through, you know, for like 10 hours at most, and then maybe come back to the side quest, and that's it. And that's £50, whereas I can get £50 for a game which I'm going to probably get hundreds of hours out of. So, um, that was sort of my logic to that one, was I'll get Judgment once Payday hits, which is a shame, because I, I, 
I, I really need to avoid spoilers. I'm doing a really good job of it, but um, it's just it's one of those things, really. I, I, I wish I could have got both on launch day, but that's not an option at the moment. I would have liked to have got CTR as well. CTR would have been really nice, but uh, once again, even though it's cheaper, it's £20 cheaper than Judgment, not an option. I really have no money at the moment, which is why I'm excited to start work. But Judgment should be going up on our playlist soon. And yeah, uh, in response to what I think of Mario Makers, and some people ask me, very good, much better than the first one. Because um, the first one, I enjoyed it, but it had a lot of problems, especially in its later years. Like, once you started playing the game from 2017 onwards, it was crap. The levels, the levels were awful. There was no quality control whatsoever. Um, if you so they had this like 100 man Mario mode, and you'd have to play 20 user created stages back to back. If you played it on anything below Super Expert, the stages were all like one second long. They gave you a bunch of free lives. Um, there was no content to the stages. They were like two second stages. And that was every single stage, unless you played on Super Expert, in which case it was way too hard. Um, so, yeah, there was just a severe lack of content moderation in the first game once uh, Nintendo had stopped supporting it, which was a shame, because otherwise it was a pretty good game. Um, and, yeah, it was better than the 3DS version, <laughs> which Jamie just brought up, which the 3DS version was pretty bad outside of the story mode. Um, but I enjoy Mario Maker too much more. It has, at the moment much better quality control the new modes adds are better than the old ones it removes quite frankly and the story mode is fun oh, I beat the story mode today it's not anything worth ranting and raving about but I like the fact that I like the stuff that it unlocks I'm not going to spoil what it unlocks but it does unlock stuff uh, even if you're a, like a Sonic fan you're not a Mario fan I would recommend picking it up um, as level creator games go you're not going to get any better than this quite frankly if you enjoy sort of that chillness, that creativity side of Minecraft, which is weird. I don't know how many people in here will do that. If you just enjoy like creative games, you will enjoy Mario Maker 2, even if you're a non-Mario fan. I wouldn't consider myself too much of a fan of 2D Mario at all, but I've really enjoyed my time with this one. I got it yesterday morning, and I've practically not put it down, actually. It's, <laughs> it's been a bit of a problem to write this week's show while playing Mario Maker 2. Uh, either way, Judgment came out, CTR came out last week as well, we discussed CTR a bit, it, it was actually pretty good, despite all my all my negative complaints about it. Uh, either way, that has been it for this week's show, thank you for tuning in and thank you for uh, getting getting down with the Sega channel, um, sadly. Um, this show won't be lost in orbit, the podcast should be going up some point after the, uh, after the show, probably about an hour or so after I'm done. Uh, as I say, won't get lost in orbit, thank goodness. So keep an eye out for it on your favourite RSS uh, podcatcher or iTunes or Stitcher. Any of those places, keep an eye out for it. Anyway, uh, I'm sure you want to know what's coming up next week, because you always do. It's almost as if you want to stay informed on the show. What's all that about? And next week, we're going to be focusing on the Sega Master System and the Game Gear. And yes, for those of you who've been keeping track of your time frames, next week, it's the season finale. Do join me then. I've been Green Vaporate. You all have been awesome. You, I actually, no, you haven't all been awesome. You've been spectacular. And you've also been Iron 1980. You've been Eclipse. You've been Jamie 64326. You've been Brick Gainer 69. Uh, Brick Gamer 98. You have been True. You have been uh, Alex Copperton. Uh, electric Boogaloo. I think I said Eclipse. 
uh, some others as well. Uh, if I have missed you, I do apologise. But we've had quite a lot of you in the chat room. We have also had the likes of Knuckles the Hero on Twitter, and there was one more, but I now cannot find their name. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. I'll get back to what I was saying um, after I tell you the track that's coming up last. I, th I thought I've done very well. I've got a show without playing Sonic music, and then I thought, oh, crap, I don't have anything to play on the final track. Um, so I went with a track which I thought, normally we have like a really adrenaline-pumping ending, or we have a super sad ending. I just wanted a nice sort of happy, yeah it's not hugely upbeat, but it's just not downbeat either, it's just sort of in the middle, nice, cosy, calm, happy music from Sonic 3D Blast, which also fits because it was found out as of a few years ago that the version of Sonic 3D Blast that appeared on the Sega channel was exclusive, it was a two-parter, so one month you got part one and the second month you got part two, and you had a password system that you had to transfer between the two. Interesting, at least I thought it was quite interesting. So I'm actually ending with a track which isn't a Sega Channel exclusive but is pretty special to the Sega Channel in the sense of Sonic 3D had an exclusive version. This is a track known as Grieve Grown Zone Act 2. You may remember that Green Grown Zone Act 2 was originally the bed for the Dreamcast Hour, except that's the Saturn version. This is the Mega Drive version and it's a tune. It also happens to be 8 minutes, so I'm going to cut it at some point. Anyway, I've been Grieve Evaporate, it would have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening and as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.